0: which makes me feel even better about my decision to be part of the ButcherBox community. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential: three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips, for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get twenty plus get twenty dollars off your first order. That's right new users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/morning Cup and use code Morning Cup to choose your free offer and get twenty dollars off. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers nearly a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code cupofmurder for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code cupofmurder at newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders, 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Not every school shooter fits the pattern we've come to know. On October 24th, 2014, a young man who, up until the days before the shooting, was described in only the most positive light, gathered his friends, and made sure they were all in one place when he pulled out a handgun. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On October 24, 2014, 15-year-old freshman at the Marysville Pilchuck High School in Marysville, Washington, Jalen Freiberg, texted a group of friends and asked them to meet with him for lunch in the cafeteria even going as far as to tell some of them to cut class so they could meet at this particular lunch period. Minutes before they arrived, he sent a second message, a group text, to his family and the family of those friends, apologizing for his actions and giving instructions for his own funeral. Before anyone could really react, Jalen's friends showed up and found him dressed in all black with his long hair tucked up in a bun under his hat. Sitting down in the crowded cafeteria, Shaley Naskett, Zoe Galasso, Gia Soriano, Carmen Lopez, and his cousins, Andrew Freiburg, Nate Hatch, and Karen Parks, all chatted happily between bites of food when suddenly, Jalen stood up, started digging in his brown camouflage backpack, and pulled out a Beretta handgun. He remained silent as one by one, he took aim at his friends and in a clockwise motion, emptied the clip, Into their heads. Shooting Shaylee, Zoe, Nate, and Gia once, and Andrew twice, Carmen, who initially thought the popping sound came from a bag of chips, realized what was going on when she saw all of the smoke. While Jalen reloaded his weapons, she took the opportunity to climb over her friends and try and run as fast as she could to safety. Karen, unharmed, dropped to the ground and hid under the table around the time that another student. The fire alarm. As chaos began, with students clambering over one another to try and get out of the cafeteria, Karen grabbed Gia's hand and tried to pull the bloodied girl to safety. Nate, on his hands and knees under the table, was holding his jaw as tight as he could to staunch the bleeding. As a social studies teacher, raced over and tried to stop the shooting before Jalen had the chance to reload. Before she even got to do so. The boy finished what he was doing and, with a completely blank face, pushed the gun to his own neck and pulled the trigger. He died instantly, and the school was placed on a lockdown. As the co-principal rushed between his office and the cafeteria, trying to understand what exactly was going on, kids hid in closets and sent worried texts to their parents. When the police finally arrived, along with bomb-sniffing dogs, they instructed everyone to come out of hiding with their hands up. No one knew if there was a second gunman hidden in the school. When early eyewitness reports were released, some claimed the fatal shot to Jalen's neck was the result of that first-year social studies teacher, Megan Sillerberger, grabbing his arm in an attempt to put an end to the massacre. It wasn't until after the medical examiner dubbed the death a suicide and noted that Megan never once touched the student that her bravery was finally revealed. She was the one who called the police shortly after he pulled that trigger. At the time of the shooting, there were approximately 150 people inside of that cafeteria. Targeting only the friends that he gathered that morning, Jalen Freiberg shot five and fatally wounded four. Zoe Rain Galasso, just 14 years old, was killed at the scene with a single shot to her head while Shaylee Adele Chuggelnaskett and Gia Christine Soriano, also 14, were taken to the Providence Regional Medical Center, Everett, in critical condition. Both had wounds to their heads that were reportedly so severe that they couldn't immediately be identified. On the evening of October 26th, it was announced that Gia had succumbed to her injuries. And on October 31st, the same announcement was made for Shaylee. The last to lose his life was 15-year-old Andrew Freiberg, Jalen's cousin, who, after two weeks in the hospital and two gunshot wounds, passed away on November 7th. Nate Hatch, another one of Jalen's cousins, suffered from a single shot to the jaw and, after intensive care and surgery, was finally discharged on November 6th. So, Who was Jalen Freiberg and what led him to take the lives of four of his friends? Jalen Ray Freiberg was born on July 31st, 1999, and according to the reports, was a happy, nice, and kind young man. One who never showed any signs of violence. A wrestler and a football player, just one week before the shooting, it was announced that Jalen was the school's freshman homecoming prince. Jalen, like his family and his cousins, Andrew and Nate, was a member of the Tulalip tribe and fully embracing the traditions and culture, participated in drum circles and dances, posted videos of his traditional chanting, and joined his father in a regional event called a canoe journey. He was also extremely skilled and passionate about hunting. According to one of his cousins, Jalen's father pushed him to be competitive in his sports and up until the last few months of his life, had good grades, a big group of close friends, and a long-term girlfriend who, despite his young age, he swore he was going to marry. He was a good kid, popular amongst his peers, and came from a good and loving family. The only real sign that something was amiss came just days before the shooting. Not only had his grades started to slip and he missed classes for several days, but just after they made the announcement about the homecoming corps on October 13th, Jalen got into an altercation with a football teammate who made some cruel comments about Native Americans. Jalen reportedly, quote, punched this kid in the face and gave him a bloody nose. According to his girlfriend, it was around this time that he started acting oddly, saying he had a short fuse in the last few days. She even texted him on October 16th. You're not loving me lately. Like I know you know how. Heading to the homecoming dance with a big group of his friends and their dates, she got angry with Jalen after claiming she saw him flirting with another girl. The argument escalated, and at some point, it got physical. The pair broke up, and Jalen, in the following days, seemed completely distraught. What followed was a series of strange tweets, and after his ex ignored his messages, he wrote to her, quote, Just please talk me out of this, and quote, the guns in my hand. When she asked him to leave her alone, he responded, okay, well, don't bother coming to my funeral. It seemed that the well-rounded good kid was spiraling and on October 22nd, just days before the shooting, he texted his ex again and said, I set the date. Hopefully you regret not talking to me. The next day, just one day before the massacre, he posted a tweet that read, it won't last, it'll never last, and told his ex to make sure that she read his text the next day. On the actual day of the shooting, just minutes before, he tried to reach out to her one last time and at 10.25 a.m. sent a photo of a gun between his legs to one of her relatives and said, have her call me before I do this. She called him at 10.27 a.m., They spoke for about two and a half minutes in which he told her that he didn't want to be here anymore. They hung up. He texted his dad and told him to read the paper on his bed, told him he loved him, sent out those messages about his funeral, and at 10.39 a.m., he took out that gun and pulled the trigger. In his final message, titled My Funeral Shit, he requested that he be buried next to Andrew and Nate, his soon-to-be victims, said he wanted to be put in a quote, brand new expensive as shit camo and apologized to his victims' families, saying he needed his ride or dies with him on the other side. Jalen Freiberg's motive outside the breakup is unknown, though some claim there was a girl who wouldn't go out with him, that he fought with another student over this girl, and that the girl, later identified as Zoe Galasso, was dating his cousin instead. Whether this is true or not, remains unknown. In the wake of the shooting, a number of threats were made to the Tulalip tribe, forcing them to release a statement on October 29th, denouncing Jalen's actions, and saying that the shooting was, quote, the act of an individual, not a family, not a tribe. On March 31st, 2015, Raymond Lee Freiberg Jr., Jalen's father, was arrested for purchasing five guns, including the Beretta used in the shooting, from a Cabela's store, where he lied on his background check and said that there were no restrictions imposed against him despite a 2002 order of protection filed by a former partner who he threatened and assaulted. Found guilty, he was sentenced to two years in prison in 2016. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 25th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.